morning, dear friends. It's Carly, and I'm back for another episode of the I Learned Podcast. Hello, welcome, good morning. Wherever you are, I hope you're in good energy, whatever time of day it is. Uh, I hope you can feel that when I send you my good mornings, (laughs) and when I say I'll see you on the next one. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah, it's a, it's a, a wild time making a podcast, I tell you what. Uh, And actually, it's so fun because today, uh, just now, this was probably the easiest that it's been to push record because I did have something specific. I have a note on a page that I, you know, wanted to use as a starting point, but even then, I hate to hold myself there, you know, like this is another couple minutes later, maybe I have a better idea now. I'm constantly open to a new idea if it's a better one. Ooh, that's really good. That's actually how I would characterize a Gemini sun, which is how this all started. I saw a post on Facebook that in one of the astrology groups I'm in that was like, tell me your sun sign without actually saying what it is. And a chick commented on this post and said, and this is where I wrote it down, I need a constant flow of mental stimulation, otherwise I feel empty inside. And the way she phrased it, I felt, how is it that the kids say, like, I felt personally attacked, (laughs) I felt attacked. Um, I was like, because I'm a Gemini son, and if that's what she thinks of Gemini son, I was like, no, I'm not empty inside, and I instantly, like, kind of pushed back on this idea that she was posing. And it was interesting, like how quickly I was defensive and I've learned to recognize my own defensiveness as a sign that, you know, there's something there inside of me that probably wants to chat with me about what is this defensiveness about? So yeah, I, I hung out with that a little bit this morning and it's funny because as I let it, let it tell its story, it's like, well, isn't that how you felt last night? (laughs) Like, like, you know, that, that annoying friend who's like always telling you exactly the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. And this like inner voice is telling me like, weren't you just empty inside like 12 hours ago? Like, wasn't that a thing that you went through here? Like very recently and like looking at me like, uh, you know, what, what about it? And so, yeah, I, I realized that, you know, it's interesting. Yes. Yes, that is how I felt 12 hours ago. I felt empty inside. And that's an uncomfortable feeling no matter what. But this morning, I realized I've learned. I've learned how to ride the ups and downs of my energy. Um, It doesn't really matter, but I am being inspired to share that I was diagnosed by two different doctors as bipolar uh, in my late teens and early 20s. And it was with some of the medication that they were giving me to try to help level me out that I, you know, intentionally overdosed and attempted. That was my, my attempt at, I don't want this life anymore here. Let me get rid of it. And it didn't work. Thank, thank God or source or the universe or me for attracting life still, because I'm pretty glad that I kept going, you know, like I definitely would have hated to see it in that way. Um, but that's not it. See, this is what happens when you plan out, like, (laughs) here's a direction I'm going to go because it feels fun and safe. And then all of a sudden you're confessing to some of your darkest stories. Um, 
but that's okay. Cause that's what happened. And my point was that, you know, I think, Hmm, I won't, I won't speak about society and like postulize about all kinds of things that I know very little about, but I can tell you in my own life, I went to therapy. I went to, you know, and then to the doctors that they recommended me to. And the answer was to medicate. And I did that for a couple years and it was not better. It was worse. It was absolutely worse. Um, I, and again, I cannot speak for anybody else. I, I cannot put that out there strongly enough that like for some people with the right care, they find medication that is perfect for them and it is, it works wonders and that's great. And that's not the experience I had. So as, as I'm coming off the attempt to end my life, I'm like, you know what medicine, like, I don't think you're really helping me. So let me give this a shot at, um, you know, doing it without that and look to more natural remedies. And so, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't taken like pharmaceutical medication for any of my energy disorders since my early twenties. And it still took me another few years, but I think the, the going through the suicide attempt and realizing how fucking glad I was to wake up at the end of all of that, like it really put things into perspective for me. Um, but that's also why when I was venturing back down that path in July of 2016, like that's why I sought a therapist in July of 2016 was because I was headed back towards suicidal thoughts. And like, I don't want to live like this. Like just literally, I don't want to live like this. And so it was that therapist that gave me the servability treatment, uh, which was all about loving myself. Uh, and as I read it, as I started to read it, it like, oh, it was instantly true. It, I, I could see it clear as day. It was instantly true that I did not love myself. And as much as I would have liked to have thought that that was not the case, it absolutely was. And she handed me in that moment, both the proof and the solution. And I mean, I went home and read that deservability treatment a couple times a day in the mirror to myself and did that for about two months, about 60 days. And my life was forever different. It just so happened that I also found Abraham, um, that same kind of weekend. I got the deservability treatment on Friday and on Saturday morning was the day that I woke up and was like, I am so fucking tired of feeling like this. I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. I'm ready to feel good source. Like let's, or you know, source. I I didn't know that word at that point. I was like, I'm ready. I'm open, open call to whoever wants to show up. And show me how to live a happy life and enter Abraham. <laughs> and, you know, I had just gotten the deservability treatment the night before and enter myself, enter me loving me and how critical that piece of it is. And, you know, like we can, we can seek teachers outside of ourselves all day long, but until you hook up with yourself and really love and trust and respect yourself, I mean, the teachers can only bring you so far. They can, they can really only inspire you to like yourself better and to give you tools for doing that. And so for me, that deservability treatment was gold. It was pure gold. And it was so fun. I gave that, uh, to, I think it was the Chiron session that I did this past week. Um, one of the pieces of follow-up that I said to them because it had come up in the conversation was the deservability treatment. And one of the ladies in the, in the group, uh, 
she messaged me, I think yesterday, and was like, I just want to let you know how grateful I am for you sending that deservability treatment. It's already helping me. Um, today, I read it and I didn't cry. And <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I bawled like a freaking baby in the therapist's office as she's like, here, read this out loud. I get two sentences and I start bawling. And I'm like, I can't. And she's like, no, do it. Do it. You'll thank yourself. Like, just take your time deep breaths. Here's some tissues. Read it, read it out loud. And I cried the whole way through because I didn't freaking believe it. It was obvious. I don't believe this. This is not, this is not how I feel about myself. You're right. And it's written in a way that if you can practice it, if you can say it to yourself again and again and again and again, like I told the story in the group this last week, like I remember, I remember the first time and it took a couple weeks. I remember the first time that I was reading it to myself in the mirror and I smiled as I was reading it because it was a nice thought and I believed it and it was a happy moment of, of loving myself. I smiled because it felt good I, to give myself that positive attention, to carve out that, that loving time for myself. And I smiled because I was receiving it and it felt nice. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, life changing. And so, yeah, I, I feel like that was really where I learned uh, the benefit of like wake up every morning and do what you can to get happy, whatever that looks like for you. And I know I talk a lot about my process, like journaling and, and the stuff that I do and Abraham and I listen to that. And like, you know, those are the things that have worked for me, but really every single one of us is going to have our own recipe of self-care that helps us feel like we matter and we deserve to feel good and we deserve to have a good life. And we, we're worthy of every single thing we've ever dreamed of for no other reason than you're alive. You're alive and you deserve that period. It's true for all of us. And it's our choice if we want to believe it or not. And I couldn't really believe all of that when I started, but I could believe that if I focused myself on purpose towards happy things, things that made me happy when I looked at them, not specific subjects that I need to feel happy about, but things that I feel happy when I looked at them. And so that list is was very short <laughs> at the beginning. That's why I listened to so much Abraham, because it was one of the only things that I had found that like, no matter where I was, when I listened, I felt better. So I went back again and again and again and again. Um, but yeah, I learned the value of that, of like every day, starting the day with getting happy. And like I said, only a couple weeks into that, I mean, I was smiling as I was reading the deservability treatment, not about the whole thing, about a part of it, but that was still progress. That was huge progress. Um, and that's why the email I got from my client was like, uh, you know, I didn't cry when I read it. I'm like, that's huge. That's absolutely fucking huge. Um, to like, that's healing because the first time you read it, it's poking at your wound of unworthiness and the feelings that you hold about yourself that you aren't worthy. And when you poke at that, it hurts because deep down, you know that you're supposed to feel worthy. So this just stirs that all up and it hurts. And so we cry and cause it hurts. It really hurts. Like physically painful in your chest hurts. Um, like lack of deservability is a heart wound. Like it's a block that, that, mm, 
gosh, I think Brene Brown was who taught me this. But anyways, basically that others can only love us as much as we love us. And so if you have a lack of self-love, like where I was, I mean, basically it doesn't matter how much other people love you. You can't really feel it because that's really not where love comes from. That's like, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. Anytime we're seeking love outside of ourselves, it just doesn't work like that. Love comes from inside. That's why getting happy all by yourself on purpose every morning, like it, apparently it works. Like that was the, that was the theory that Abraham was teaching. I needed a routine to like read the deservability treatment to myself every day anyway. And so it just kind of like magically, like my life kind of does sometimes it just magically unfolded exactly when I needed it. Um, because I think that that morning, you know, waking up in July, 2016 and just being like, I, I really was ready. I was so done with feeling rotten in my life. Like just, I mean, the memory of like where I was at that time leading up to that, that breaking point was like, like in the fetal position on the floor of my apartment, curled up in a tight little ball, squeezing myself, like scream crying and just like fucking miserable with my life and like none of it's working. I don't like any of it. I don't like any part of my life right now. And that's just a really sad place to be. And I was sad. And I just, mm, so that's why I reached out to the therapist. She gives me the deservability treatment, basically pointing the light, the finger, everything back at me saying like, if you don't love yourself, like, yeah, nobody in your life can, can help you with that. Like, and that's where you are is like nothing in your life feels good. And that's because you don't feel good. And so here, like you try to make you feel good for no other reason than you want to feel good. Like make it an inside job. And she, she gave me the key to do that. And it was just absolutely brilliant. So I say all that to say that I feel like when I learned how to get happy every morning, almost immediately, like I'm going to say within two weeks, three weeks, my day was starting with me being happy. Like that was just something that I could kind of like count on. Like, wow. I mean, yeah, if I, if I spend even just 15 to 30 minutes every morning doing these things that I know make me happy when I do them, which for me was listening to the Abraham morning rampage. It's a good morning. It's a new morning. I'm new in this morning. This is a good day. This is a really good day. And like, she just does that for like 13 minutes. So it's, it's awesome. So I listened to that and then I made a gratitude list and read the deservability treatment, had my shower, went to work. Like it was pretty simple. Like that's like 20 minutes, you know? Um, so that, that was all it started as. And within a few weeks, I'm like, wow, like I feel good every morning. I like waking up and doing this because I look forward to it because it feels good. It's a consistent thing that I can count on that I can wake up in the morning and I can feel good. The part after that, the part where now I got to go to this fucking job that I hate or my boyfriend's still, you know, not doing what I want him to do, like on and on. I mean, that part of it was very much outside of my control. And so, you know, especially early on, I still went to work. It still sucked and, you know, whatever. But I knew as I went to sleep, I get to wake up in the morning and I get to have this little chunk of happiness. And that was kind of the beginning of like, for one thing, I realized that, 
you know, even though the days were going to shit by the end of them, I was still waking up in the morning and choosing happiness on purpose. And so what happened was like, basically it became nearly impossible. I'm going to say harder and harder and harder for me to get sucked into a funk, like a, like a long episode of depression where it went on, like, you know, coming into July, 2016, I'd been depressed for like three months and it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And eventually I seek therapy to help me. And so like, basically like I could, I could have a shit afternoon or a shit evening and wake up the next morning and like, try again, try again to get as happy as I can in my morning time and then go again. And so it was like those little interruptions of deliberate happiness made it more and more difficult to get sucked into a rut where I was just consistently depressed. And so my low periods got shorter and that I started seeing like almost that's in two to three weeks. I started seeing my low periods are getting shorter like things that would have sucked me down for, for like a whole weekend, you know, like just go home. And, and then by that point you spent your whole weekend miserable. So then you show up Monday morning and of course work is going to suck. It has to, it's responding to your miserable vibration. So of course, like the people at work are going to be miserable to you. And it's just a cycle of like, that's how you get stuck in a three month long depression. It just sucks. And it's like, consistently choosing every morning to like deliberately put that little interruption of happiness in there. It made it impossible for that, that long-term depression to come back. And really like, I'm I'm not going to say that I cured my depression because you know, I, this is only four and a half years later and there's a long, we won't even get it started on how, how many years of life I have left. But, um, when you think you're going to live till 135, like there's just all this time, like a big abundance of time to do all the things that's and It's just a really soothing, happy thought for me that I'm going to live so long. But anyways, um, that see, now I've lost my train of thought. Mm. So the lows got shorter. That was like step number one was they got shorter, which kind of automatically made them easier to earn, to endure. And that was kind of my realization this morning with how yesterday evening felt was like, it was just kind of normal. Like it was just kind of there. Like I wasn't sad about feeling empty. I did feel empty and it was uncomfortable and I don't like that feeling per se, but I do understand it. And I do understand that, you know, when I ride the wave of my energy, that that, I like that part a lot better. Like the yesterday morning story. I like that part a lot better. Um, I like to, to feel high and full of creative flow and just like, it's so easy to express myself and it all just comes forth and there's always a next thought. And that's, that is definitely my preferred state of being the highs. The highs are delicious. Um, But when I do that and then I, you know, am high for like seven hours and then I'm tired, (laughs) I'm like, I spent it all, you know, I spent this energy rush and now I'm back to kind of just like chilling on my surfboard, like in a flat sea. And that part is not nearly as engaging. It, you don't really, you're not really expressing yourself. You're not really doing your thing. And a little bit, it still tinges me because a little bit, I still tie my worth to those things a little bit, you know, like, and that's where I say, I don't know if these things really ever go away completely. Like the, 
the feeling worthy or like not feeling worthy. Like, I don't know if that can really ever be fully healed. Like there are still times where I feel empty inside and I would, I would say, this is my opinion, but I would say empty is kind of the opposite of, of feeling alive and feeling full and feeling happy and feeling worthy of feeling good. Empty doesn't really feel good, but like I've come to realize it as I'm tired. I'm tired because I spent my energy in such joy that this is the low that's natural after that. Like, and I had a, had an epiphany that like I used to, I used to script in my journal, um, that I just go from one, one lovely unfolding to the next. And this morning it updated itself to, I go from one lovely unfolding to rest, to lovely unfolding, to rest, to lovely unfolding, to rest, to beautiful, exciting self-expression, to rest. (laughs) And like the rest part is non-negotiable for one. For two, it didn't freak me out. Like feeling that way last night, even though instantly when I saw the chick's comment on Facebook about, I need a constant flow of mental stimulation, otherwise I feel empty inside, I was immediately defensive, like, like I'm not empty inside. And then I was like, yes, I am. And then I was like, well, but I've learned not to let it freak me out, which I think is where early on, like as an unevolved Gemini, I, I definitely would like act out when I was bored or tired or empty inside, I would get something stirred up so that I would like have that constant stream of mental stimulation. And now I understand that, you know, this, this momentary empty feeling, it's just that it's momentary. And I was able to like soothe myself in my emptiness to say, this is, this is because I had such a joyful morning. This is because I flowed so powerfully on my energy. I rode that wave of energy with such skill and so much joy. And oh my goodness, it was so delightful. And now it's time to rest, you know, like it is, it's time to rest. And no, you're not shining. No, you're not riding the wave of energy. No, you're not coming up with the next brilliant idea, but you are still being valuable in your rest period, because this is the part that puts the gas back in the tank so that you can ride the next wave of energy that's coming. So rest easy, my dear. And this is, this is all me talking to myself last night. So you know what? Okay, fine. I, I feel empty. Hello, my name's Carly. I'm a Gemini and I feel empty inside sometimes. Uh, but I don't let that be the end of the world. And the next morning when I wake up, I still deliberately put an intentional pit stop in happiness on my path. And as I've learned, like as I've spent more and more time at like a happy vibration as a, at a high vibration, um, cause that, that was new. That was an adjustment. It was like a whole different way of looking at the world of looking at myself. So this, I mean, this is very much like still an ongoing unfolding like four and a half years later of like getting happy and then learning how to be happy, like how to let yourself be happy. I mean, we have so many patterns of thought that exist 
at our lower vibrations. So as we try to raise to higher vibrations, there's so much healing that has to take place so that you can just exist at those higher frequencies. Um, but it's, it's a process of just a little bit more at a time. But as I, as I spent more time at those higher frequencies, I also learned how to capitalize on those higher frequencies, like how to ride the wave of energy when it comes, how to, how to be totally fine saying, yes, this is my day off, but I am going to jump into this and just spend as long as I want unfolding it because the energy is present and I know how to ride the energy when it's present. And then, you know, in that moment, next time I'm going to try to tell myself and later on tonight when I'm feeling kind of empty inside, because I, you know, like had this massive energy, beautiful experience later when I feel empty inside, I'm going to still love myself because I did good work today. I did good today. And it's all a process. It's all a process. And if you have any kind of like water energy in your chart, or if you're, you know, an empath or highly intuitive or any kind of like, you know, if you're tuned into your emotions, even a little bit, even if you're not tuned into them, but they're loud and they don't leave you alone. Um, which is where I was, I think for a long time (laughs) was that I was choosing to believe that I don't have emotions. Meanwhile, they're like wreaking havoc in my life because I wasn't listening to them. Um, anywho, yeah, I learned how to listen and I learned how to how to ride the waves, which means being okay in the stillness, which I think was the first step, and then learning how to like really maximize my enjoyment when it's time to ride the wave. Uh and then being okay when I'm back in the stillness and appreciating both for the beauty that they are. Mm, that was good. I think I'm going to leave that there. Yay. Okay. Well, I, I had fun. I hope you had fun and I'll see you on the next one. Okay. Bye.